Like, we talked about how horror movies use old-timey music, but nobody's using Britney Spears yet. But maybe in a hundred years, that'll be creepy music. Right. What about clothes? Because they're always wearing, like, Victorian clothes. Yeah, that's the creepiest of clothes. Like, disco isn't creepy yet, is it? No, I don't think so. But being Christmas, we were looking at the, what was it, the Sears, what do they call those? Oh, the Sears holiday, or the, I guess it's not Sears something else, but it's like the holiday wish book. Yeah. And we were looking at, was it 1976? Oh, it was, yeah, it was like mid-70s. And you'd think like, yeah, of course, fashion has changed, but there were a bunch that were not just bad, but they were creepy. It was scary. Yeah, this like floor length, up to the neck, ruffled night shirts for women there was a bunch of creepy clothes like if i saw a ghost wearing that i'd be like yep those are ghost clothes true but that's not so far from our lives so when when are we going to reach the point are we going to be alive when our childhood clothes people would look at them and be like oh that's creepy you wore like a turquoise snowsuit from sun ice that's creepy oh i remember that snowsuit yeah (laughs) i think mine was purple but yeah i wonder if it is that those nightgowns remind me of Victorian clothing. True. And that's why they're creepy. Or if it's like just like the floor lengthness, like you can't see their feet, so they must be floating. That's kind of ghostly already, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why it's creepy and not because it's from like the seventies. Hmm. I think it Curious. reminds us of creepy things. Then there's probably little bits and pieces from clothes from the eighties and nineties that are that are pretty creepy already. Oh. Probably. We talk about ghosts a lot, huh? We do. This is like a We part, don't do ghost movies. Ghost podcast. We hardly ever do ghost movies. <laughs> we do. But we're always talking about ghosts. Yeah. Is there a ghost in our movie this week? Oh, you'll find out soon. Okay. And oh, I guess that's a good uh, segue to <laughs> welcome everyone to a very special holiday, possibly holiday ghost episode of I Love This You Should Too. My name is Indie turquoise snowsuit Randawa, and with me is my lovely co-host Samantha floor-length gown Randawa. I am known for my floor-length gowns. This is true. I will be a very fancy ghost. And yeah, I think you will be. <laughs> I, be I'm like... going to be a slightly annoying ghost. That's my plan. Like not r- actually scary. I'm just going to like take a bite out of all your, the first bite of every meal you have. I'm going to take it. <laughs> And we are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. I felt like I needed to get that in before we just devolved into... <laughs> into nonsense. <laughs> um, but today we might be a little different because we are not together, kind of. Kind of. But we are together? Yeah. We're on the same floor for the first time in like three days. Yeah. And we're not doing some sort of sitcom style fighting where we divide the house. I am sick. So I've had the top floor, Samantha's been in the basement, and then the the middle floor is kind of the... Um, like no man's land. Yeah, the demilitarized zone where everyone gets like, you, we get partial custody of yeah, that. Exactly. So that's where the kitchen is. So we've been coming in and out of the kitchen really, really quickly and uh, grabbing what we needed and then going back to our uh, designated spots. But hasn't it been like kind of nice because then I'll like cook a meal and then I'll just like buzz you and say your food's ready and then you come up and just take your meal down to your hole (laughs) down to my hole (laughs) I've been calling it a hovel but yeah Uh, well hovel means it's like not nice though you 
a pretty good setup down there. I do. I do. I But not. I guess hole doesn't make it sound <laughs> no, better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, I referred to myself as a basement troll yesterday in a text. Yeah, you're a bit of a basement troll. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It, yeah. it kind of feels like I'm at a hotel. Like yeah. I, I keep packing bags to go downstairs when I make it upstairs. And uh, so like toiletries and stuff. So it kind of feels like I'm living out of a suitcase. And I always look for any excuse not to like work out or do things like that. And being sick is is the best excuse. And I have custody of the gym. You have custody <laughs> of the gym. Have you been using it a lot? No, I have not. <laughs> I have been watching. I have watched so much television. It's not even funny. <laughs> I also don't like really have a window, so I don't know what time of day it is. No, time of day has no meaning because I haven't been to work in a couple of days. Yeah, and I haven't left the house, so it's uh, it's meaningless. That it's dark, but it was dark earlier, so I don't know. That's that's life, man. It's dark, <laughs> but it was dark earlier, and it's meaningless. Oh well, that's exciting. <laughs> Maybe I need to start seeing people again. I think you do. We need to. We've been FaceTiming each other from different parts yeah. of the house so that we can have and like watch TV together. Yeah, and have cameras on us. <laughs> But now we have uh, very long XLR cables so we can record this podcast. Maybe it'll sound great and we'll do all the podcasts like this, but yeah. probably not. This is this is interesting. It's weird because I'm not looking at you when you're talking. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like it. Yeah, you don't have to look at me all the time. No, I love looking at you. I yeah. miss looking at you. Yeah, I miss it too. <laughs> but um, should we do a podcast? Yes. So today we are doing our, what is it, third holiday special of the year. Ho, ho, ho. There it is. (laughs) And today we'll each have a spoiler-free thing of the week. Actually, mine might have spoilers, but it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And Is it from like 1890 or something? (laughs) No, I think it's like 78. Okay. (laughs) So that's like, you know, new for me. You should have seen it by now, though. (laughs) But we'll get into why, why it's fine to spoil. And then I'll let Samantha and the rest of you know what we're watching for next week's big watch. But before we get into everything, let's thank our first sponsor of the episode. And this episode of I Love This You Should Too is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you can be calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, and on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Well, since it is one of our Christmas episodes, uh, Indy, do you have a Christmas thing of the week? Funny you should ask that. It's almost as if we've planned to do it that way. (laughs) So my thing of the week is the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. I knew it. Did you? When you said 78, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was the Star Wars Holiday Special? (laughs) Is it yours too? No. (laughs) Have you seen it? Um, I think I've seen like parts of it i think i put it on at some point last yeah. year and i don't think i like i don't think we were actually watching it. i think we were no you shouldn't else. nobody should watch it and so i've seen blips of it just a couple blips just a couple blips that's how you measure amounts right yeah for for programming just in in blips yeah exactly. i've seen all the blips of this one and uh <laughs> it's pretty rough okay tell us why 
I thought I would choose this because there's people that don't know it existed. Like people who watch Star Wars and like it don't know anything about this. So that is weird to me. Didn't Lucasfilm buy all the copies of it or something? Yes. Okay. So the special was originally broadcast only once on November 17th, 1978. And I think that's a part of the reason why this is so fun because it is it is like ephemera. It existed for that one moment, and it's not something that you can go just watch on Disney Plus now. It existed then, and then when I was a kid, it was kind of passed around on bootleg VHSs and DVDs. Mm -hmm. And now you can kind of get it on YouTube and stuff, but it keeps getting taken down. So I will uh, put up a link, and hopefully we can get a stable one for everyone to uh, watch this piece of garbage. So, I just love that your thing of the week is a piece of garbage. But it's <laughs> it's special, though, because it's a, from a time where they're like, yeah, let's just do a holiday special. And this year, Guardians of the Galaxy are doing like a little homage to it, too. I haven't watched that one yet, but once we can be in the same room together, we'll watch that one. Okay. So it has all of your favorites. Uh, Harrison Ford is there, and he clearly doesn't want to be there. And I think that's hilarious. That's that's fun. Like, he was contractually obligated to be there. And it's obvious that he doesn't want to be there. Carrie Fisher, of course, is there being Princess Leia, and she is noticeably on drugs. Oh, wow. And it's not like, oh, maybe she was on drugs. Like, no, she, she is. And that was um, a time in her life where she was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. And, uh... It's evident. Wow. Uh, Mark Hamill, having a good time. He's just he's just being Mark Hamill. He looks like he's really giving it his all. He's a young kid. He looks younger in this than in the first Star Wars movie, though, somehow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a little odd, but whatever. So the framing story is Han and Chewbacca are trying to get back to Chewie's family for Life Day, which is a big Wookiee holiday. <laughs> and Sounds fun. It, it's not, because we get to see what Life Day is, and oh. it doesn't look great. This whole thing should be fun, but it's not. It seems kind of, like, creepy and sad a little bit. And it also just brings up so many questions. So, through all of the Star Wars movie, Chewie has this family that he's just abandoned? Like, Chewbacca is a deadbeat dad, is what we learn. Oh, like, Chewbacca has, like, a wife? Yes, yeah, so his family is his wife. Oh, wow. He has a grandpa named Itchy. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a son named Lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah. I wonder if that's where Eric, my stepdad's friend, gets his name from, Lumpy. His name is Lumpy? Uh, no, Eric calls him Lumpy. I don't Maybe actually, it's because I he's Lumpy, I don't actually though. know his real name. I just know him as Lumpy. Well, I'm glad that this person that I have third-hand knowledge about now gets a shout-out on our podcast. Hey, Lumpy. He's looking at you, Lumpy. <laughs> I bet it's because he's Lumpy. Maybe. So the first nine minutes or so are in Chewbacca's home and it's his family talking to each other and just kind of doing their day-to-day stuff. But they all just speak like Wookiee speak and there's no subtitles. Oh. So it's it's incomprehensible. Right. It's just them moaning at each other and it does last for a full nine minutes. Oh my God, that's awful. Yeah, it's, it's like, bad. Like it's funny for like a minute, right? Like. Mm. And then joke's over. And everything in the special is through their, like, living room. Everything either happens there or it's something that they are watching on TV. Why they needed to anchor it in the house of these people that we've never met in the movies, I'm not exactly sure. But there's things like them watching a cooking show. 
And then we get someone doing like a Julia Childs-esque alien cooking show. But you'd think, oh, that's like a funny 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. No, it's the full thing. They, they cook a full meal. Okay, it's real time. Yeah, everything in this is real time. Oh my God, that's awful. The other thing is this was clearly meant to be a 30-minute segment, a special. And I think because Star Wars got popular, they got all these sponsors on that they're like, all right, two hours it is. And they hired a bunch of people who were like the best at the time in television production. But they were the best at the time in making like variety shows. Oh. So everyone on this, it's like people like Bruce Valanche, who writes comedy bits. But in this, we have non-speaking aliens. So it doesn't translate as well. Right. And this is also at the end of variety shows being very popular. Like it was a very big thing and everyone had a variety show. Hmm. And then Star Wars is like, you know what? People are stopping watching variety shows. They're all getting canceled. Uh, let's do one to bring that back, I guess. <laughs> um, it kind of seems like they didn't get the message. No. Well, they got it now. Right. Um, th- at one point, Itchy, Chewbacca's father, <laughs> watches uh, softcore porn on VR. For how long? Oh, like 10 minutes. I mean, no amount of time is okay, but like that seems excessive. People asked the writers, like, why, why was there softcore porn in here? And they said, we thought we should try to get softcore porn past the censors. Mm. And why? No reason. They just thought they would try that. And then they did. That's ridiculous. And it's really creepy. I think that's a seven minute sequence. And then we get to see Jefferson Starship perform a full song. Because sure, why not? They love, (laughs) Wookiees love Jefferson Starship. I feel like that's a little bit more okay in like a variety yeah, Show because setting. it is music. At yeah, least. because like usually there's like a musical guest or like whatever, but that seems more on tra- par for like what I know of variety shows. Yeah, it's a little better than a grandfather watching softcore pornography right next to his grandson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but then also, this is still the Star Wars world, and they're on an Empire-occupied planet, so Imperial soldiers will come in and they start like tearing the place apart and they mess up Lumpy's room and they tear apart a stuffed animal looking for something. And it's actually like more harrowing than the occupying forces we see in the real movies. Oh. So it's a strange dissonance there. Yeah, no kidding. It's an odd balance of like Christmas and... Oh, yeah. Well, there's no Christmas at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is one kind of good thing. There's an animated segment because I think Lumpy is watching TV and he's watching cartoons. And this is the first appearance of Boba Fett. Before in any of the movies, he was in this. Oh, wow. And this was just done to sell this action figure that was going to come out because his action figure was also before the movies. Oh, weird. There was like a Star Wars merch of somebody who didn't exist yet. Well, he existed in this one-time Christmas special. But that animated sequence is on Disney+, Plus because that's the only thing that was of any value from this. Oh, my God. Wow. And how long was it? It was like... It's less than 20 minutes, more than 10, I'd say. Oh, okay. But this whole thing is like two hours. Right. And then because it's all just in their living room, they need a way to see other parts of the world. So, like, Luke will phone in and Han phones in and same with Leia. But then they'll be watching TV and they'll say something like, oh, now the Imperial forces, let's see what's going on at the Moss Eisley Cantina. 
so I guess they just have security cameras there <laughs> and they're just beaming it into everyone's living rooms. So we get to see the Moss Eisley Cantina and the bartender is none other than my favorite, B. Arthur. Oh, nice. From Golden Girls. From Golden Girls. At this time, I think from Maud, because I think this is pre-Golden Girls. Oh. She is telling everyone like, hey, it's closing time. And they're like, no, fuck you. We're not going anywhere. And they pull out guns. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. And that's, I, I think that's a weird tone to go with. Yeah. And if that's not a weird tone, then this really sad guy comes in, like hits on her. And oh. she's like, no, you know, that's not going to happen. He's no, like, yeah, you. I know. <laughs> And he's just like some sad sack. And I don't know why that would be in there. But then she sings a song to everyone. And it's the equivalent of like closing time for aliens. Oh. And it just, I think it's actually a pretty solid song. <laughs> I think it wouldn't be out of place in the Liza Minnelli cabaret. Oh. And eventually Han and Chewbacca arrive. And the only kind of action sequence, you'd think they'd be like, have to shoot their way in or something. Nope, they see a stormtrooper and then he trips on some logs and falls off the balcony. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's the action. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, for Star Wars, I would expect more action than that. Yeah, this... Like but a shootout. You'd expect more effort than this as well. <laughs> I would, actually. <laughs> so then they're like, okay, life day can happen. And then all the Wookiees put on red robes and then they walk into a star and are transported into outer space and then there's the tree of life is there and we never had mention of this tree before but i don't know <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense i've seen it a couple times but it can it can't really hold my attention so there might be big big parts that i miss because you know i don't really care because it's not good <laughs> but then princess leia sings a song which is odd because it's all Wookiees, and then they must be angry with Chewbacca because it's a big Wookiee celebration, and then he brings these humans, and then this human is like, hey, I know this is your holiday, but I'm going to I'm gonna tell you what it really means, and I'm going to, you know, sing a song and make it about me now. <laughs> so then uh, hi, uh, Princess Leia sings a song. Hi, Princess Leia. Yeah. Wow. So I guess I just kind of... Uh, summarized the whole thing but it was uh hated by pretty much everyone i can see why some of the reviews said that i'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine <laughs> i like that one that's pretty good uh it was called the worst two hours of television ever that's uh -huh. pretty good too it has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is better than I would have expected, and a 3.4 on IMDb. Oh. And it was set to be released on VHS, but that was canceled. All rebroadcasts of it were canceled, and none of the original tapes exist. Legend has it, Carrie Fisher got a clean copy that she got from George Lucas in exchange for recording commentary on the DVDs because she didn't want to do it. So she said, if you give me a copy of that, I'll do it. And she said that she played it at parties when she wanted everyone to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Most that's... of the cast claims to have never even have seen it. Oh, I could imagine that that's not something you'd be proud of. Yeah. I think some of the best stuff about it, though, if you watch it now, it comes with all of the commercials. And the probably the one you're getting is from the Baltimore CBS affiliate. So you get like these little news breaks in the middle. 
And there's one about like Khrushchev using a neutron bomb and they just say it like nothing. And to us now, you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> that's uh, that's some heavy news. So it's like a nice little uh, time capsule that way. And oh, the commercials fun. of the time are also very fun. Commercials are like were crazy. Now and I they're feel such like they're a good really time boring. Capsule. Yeah. I think in this, they're very boring, but they're boring in such a unique way because mm-hmm. there's one for Ford that comes up and I can't remember the actual slogan, but it's just like Ford vehicles for people. And you're like, oh, okay. Cause <laughs> you have literally no competition. You don't have to say anything about your product. You just have to say it exists. Vehicles for people as opposed to Wookiees. Was it like a Star oh, Wars thing? Oh, maybe. Where they were like, they That's were like, probably, no yeah. space folk have our cars. And there's a lot of uh, union, pro-union commercials in it. We which love now, union. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. But if you say union now, everyone's like, go back to Russia, you fucking commie. It's true. So the commercials are very interesting. And uh, the Boba Vett cartoon is pretty good. And I think B. Arthur's song is pretty good. <laughs> but it is bizarre and weird. And I think worth a watch because of that. It sounds like so, so much. I'm not saying sit down and uh, watch it. Because you're, you're not going to have a good time. But what I am saying is put it on in the background at some sort of Christmas thing and people will be like, what is that? Why if you want is... them to leave? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> or just to confuse. You know, like, <laughs> like, is that, a, is happening right is that a Wookiee watching pornography? And you're like, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like a wild ride. Yeah, so go check it out. And for everyone who complains about how having an Asian woman in Star Wars has ruined their childhood, tell them, like, uh, shut up, you're an idiot. First of all, <laughs> this ruined it long before anyone else had the chance. True. And shut up. Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> also, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start using that as just, like, the beginning of my argument. Shut up, you're dumb? One, shut up, you're dumb. <laughs> and two, here's my actual argument. Wasn't that the, the rejected title for this podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> comes across too harshly <laughs> first uh shut up you're dumb <laughs> yeah two and then have an actual conversation about argument. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that is uh, my pick samantha what is your christmas pick of the week <coughs> sorry i choked on my wine <laughs> classic So my holiday pick of the week is a book that I read in July, which I totally forgot about and uh, just happened to be Christmas themed. Uh, So it is called The Holiday Swap. It is by Maggie Knox, and it is a feel-good holiday-themed romantic comedy about identical twins who switch lives in the days leading up to Christmas. Oh, I feel like you've watched a movie, a Christmas movie, where the same thing happens as well. This is basically the book version of most Christmas movies. Is there a movie based on this, or they just have a similar idea? I think it's just a similar idea. Okay. I don't believe. This one was published in 2021, so I don't believe there's a Christmas movie directly related to this. Um, So it's about a um, like Hollywood chef... Um, who has a reality baking show, and her sister, who uh, is running the family bakery um, in their hometown. And uh, they end up switching, and um, it's just like hijinks ensue as they try to take over each other's lives. It's that classic like twin switch. 
Yeah, and it also has the same theme as a lot of the Christmas movies you like, even if it's not a twin theme in those ones, but mm-hmm. someone going from the big city and kind of appreciating small town life. Does that have a bit of that as well? Yeah. So the Hollywood chef goes back to her hometown and uh, the hometown girl who never left to um, in order to run the family business goes to L.A. and gets to like learn about herself. It's it's pretty cool. Like it's pretty it's a fun, light kind of listen um it wasn't super long and i think that um it would be like a good seasonal pick for this and it's around christmas time it is set um two weeks before christmas and uh yeah you get to like kind of see them switch places and then you get to see them figure out each other's lives because they have very very different lives um and then they come back together for christmas given the opportunity would you uh switch with a hypothetical twin yeah, I think that would be fun. I guess it depends on their life. I feel like that would that's something that twins do and we just don't know about it. I only know um, kind of the athletics side of it, but that has apparently happened in Major League Baseball. Oh, really? Uh, a couple times. Jose Canseco's twin is was not as good as him, so there's a lot of stories about him taking some at-bats for him. Oh, that's fun. And there's some basketball players like that too, but not in the NBA at least. Huh. Yeah, I feel like if I had a twin, I would switch places with them. Are they like close and they know each other? It's not one where they just meet and they're like, wow, it's a, what was that, princess switch? Yeah. Where they just look alike. Yeah. Or Flintstones. No, they're from the same family. Uh. Just one of the twins got kind of famous and has a baking show. Right. Um, and the other one just stayed at home to run the business. So she's like small town, kind of sheltered. And the other one is like all glitzy and fabulous. And the other one had roast beef. <laughs> and the other one had none. You know the pig that went to market? Yeah. I only, in the last year, kind of put that together. The pig's not going shopping. No, 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 no. The pig was butchered and sold. The pig is being sold at market. Um, Back to this. To ruin your childhoods. (laughs) I don't know if I would switch with someone. I'd be too worried about them, like, ruining my life. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be concerned. Oh, see, I... Like, what if someone came and then just, like... I don't know, punched your boss or something. True. I feel like you have to have a certain amount of trust that they're not going to do that. True. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and um, in this one, like cell phones are invented. So they are able to call each other back and forth or text right. and like give tidbits and insight. So they're not like completely flying blind. So without giving away the ending, we know that it's going to be fun about them each kind of learning something new about themselves in going into this new environment. But where is this plot taking us? Is it all about self-discovery? Is it about Christmas cheer? Um, Well, the um, fancy L.A. chef loses her taste and smell, and she's supposed to be judging a holiday baking competition, so she needs that. So she switches with her sister, and um, then they kind of learn that, like, they both want something different. Just that without giving it away. And do they find what they're looking for? I believe so. And there's also some like romantic interests that they find that they wouldn't have oh, found if they were in their regular life. So it was uh, it was kind of fun. And it was like it was light and fluffy. It wasn't anything like dramatic or um, there's no murder in it. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> um, but it like. I don't know. I listened to a little bit of it today and it's it gets you in the mood for Christmas. 
So is this a uh, a resounding recommendation? It's I feel like the last three things you've recommended on the podcast, your descriptions have been light, fluffy, and not that long. Oh, so does that mean you you like it a oh lot? Oh, no, I like this one. Oh, okay. This one was fun. It was, like, cute. It was perfect for just, like, needing a little break from serious stuff. Um, and it was kind of like an escapist gotcha. kind of read. So, yes, I recommend The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. And our second sponsor of the episode is the Well Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. It's hosted by... Andrew Paul and Lisa Pruden, and explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can find them wherever you're listening to our episode of our podcast, or you can subscribe at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Okay, Indy, it is time for us to figure out what are we watching for next week. For next week's big Christmas watch, we are going to watch the 1983 Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. Oh. Now, A Christmas Story isn't in my probably like top five favorite Christmas movies, but there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to do it this year. First of all, and I, most importantly, you've never seen it. Somehow I've never seen it. And it's on kind of just everywhere, so I, so I don't want to have to uh, avoid you seeing it. So I thought <laughs> we should do it on here, and then we can discuss it while you watch it just fresh. And also, this year, the, this many years later, what is it, 39 years later, they made a sequel to it. Oh, so I think we might watch the sequel and maybe touch on that a little bit. But of course, it'll mostly just be about a Christmas story. So do you know anything about this movie? I know there's a leg lamp. Right. The leg lamp is I've very famous. I've seen it around. Um, I think there's a small blonde child. Yes. Um, and it's Christmas. All true. <laughs> That's all I know about it. So when I say it's not my favorite Christmas movie, I still think it is a, a very good one because it has a lot of those Christmas touchstones. Mm -hmm. It is centered around a child who really wants one thing for Christmas. And that's something that I think a lot of us can relate to. It has a, a lot of built-in nostalgia because it was made in 83, but I think it takes place in like 1940, maybe? Oh. I'll have to rewatch it to see. So it's, it has built-in nostalgia already. It's being narrated by this adult looking back on his childhood mm -hmm. so i like that element i think that works well with christmas it only has one kind of racist part so that's not so bad <laughs> so it didn't age well <laughs> ah, debatable debatable okay. we'll talk about it i also haven't seen it in quite a few years although it is on tv all the time i think tbs and tnt they tend to do a 24-hour marathon Mm -hmm. Where they just play it over and over again. Right. Like 12 hour, 12 times in a row. As normal people do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where a lot of its modern popularity came from. I think it was successful at the time, but not like a huge thing. But uh, to a lot of people, this is kind of like the Christmas movie for them. For me, it is one that I got into later in life and I appreciate. And I think we'll have a good time watching it. Oh, good. I'm glad. So it's based on a 1966 book called In God We Trust, All oh. Others Pay Cash. Oh, wow. 
uh, there's a grumpy Santa, there's a cute kid, there's dogs, there's, um, you know, leg lamps. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be an easy one for everyone to find. It's on TV pretty much constantly, so you can watch it there. Or you can go to your local library, and most will have this one. I know ours does. You can rent it on pretty much every platform. And I think it's HBO Max that has it for free streaming as well. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to watch this one. I love adding a new Christmas classic to the repertoire. And also, 94 minutes. And, oh, perfect. You know what? You know how I could sell it to you? Um, It's light, it's fluffy, it's kind of Christmas, and it's not that long. (laughs) You know the magic words. (laughs) It doesn't have any swapping or big town people going into the small town and uh, loving their simple ways. Oh. I think a good portion of it was filmed in Canada as well. Oh. And the director also directed Porky's and Porky's too. <laughs> What's Porky's? Oh, it's not good. It's, you know, the, that kind of era of um, college guys essentially acting like date rapists, but it's funny because it was like the 80s. Mm, kind of, yeah. It's a thing. Like, it was, I think they're creepy now. I think I'd seen Porky's one. At some point. And even then being like, oh, I don't know about this. But I think that's the type of thing they were. But uh, Porky's is kind of famous because for, this is sad, being a uh, not a Canadian filmmaker because I, you know, failed at that. But a, a Canadian, Canadian film watcher, uh-huh. um, Porky's for a very long time was the highest grossing Canadian movie. I think it held uh-huh. the record for like 30 years before something broke it. And now it gets broken like every couple of years. Is it called Porky's because they're pigs? Well, maybe we should have to do uh, Porky's next, and then you can uh, <laughs> then you can find out all about it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should just end it there. Everyone can go out and watch a Christmas story if you haven't seen it, and um, use your discretion if you want to watch Porky's. I think I'm gonna probably avoid it until Samantha picks it for the podcast. I don't think I will be, <laughs> so don't hold your breath. What I know about Porky's, and I think this sets it up well, is the poster is like part of a naked woman in a shower and then there's like a hole and there's somebody like looking through at her but it's not like a horror it's a comedy interesting so i think that kind of that's what you need to know about parkies and then based on that you decide if you want to watch it or not (laughs) okay um we'll leave it up to you because i'm not picking it (laughs) no (laughs) well i'm not picking porkies i don't even like porkies okay well then no one likes it this has turned into a a porkies episode (laughs) you know what we're calling an audible we're not doing christmas story we're doing porkies no (laughs) i refuse all right christmas story it is okay so watch a christmas story and then we'll meet back here next week hopefully we'll be in the same room hopefully and we can talk all about it Okay, we'll see you next week, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, Let me just take a uh, tea break. Okay. Is that good? I'm watching you do it. (laughs) What if I really slurp it like this? I hate that. I hate...
<laughs> chewing and swallowing. <laughs> if everybody could just not chew and swallow, it would be great. Yeah, people get it. <laughs> can get it together. Always chewing and swallowing. Always. Always looking for sustenance. <laughs> Assholes. 